You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. In the future, the very near future, you'll be able to tell what kind of work goes into the normal editing process of one of our episodes. Or they'll know when it's not there. This is Jesse. In the future, there will be no public access cable, so... It will never be Wayne's World. It will never be party time. It will never be excellent. Welcome to the Grolix Podcast. This is episode 40-something. Three! Oh, yes. 43. Sure. <laughs> I think you're right. Because last time it was the answer to the question to the everything. You're right. You're right. That's that's why I know. 43. And we're going to talk about... We're going well, to talk about some new TV and also some TV that you're probably tired of hearing people talk about. But we're yeah. going to do it anyway. Yeah. You're not really tired of it. No, no, you, you love it. Because, I mean, if you, I mean, you were probably complaining about it before. Now you can just complain about us complaining about it. Yeah. Oh, it adds a whole new level of complaints on top of In fact, of I want to complain about complaining about it. <laughs> that's that's oh, meta. I'm excited for that, actually. <laughs> that's, that's meta. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We could potentially complain about complaining about pop culture without ever actually talking about the pop culture. That could be oh, a we're whole doing sh- it right now. That could be a whole show. <laughs> I mean, I think we're hypothetically doing it at this moment. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then we're, we'll start a spinoff show and it'll be people complaining about the people that do the thing that we're doing right now. We should do that. Yeah. Roman, Roman pod and cash should do that because they would do it better than we would. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just a heads up, everybody, and uh, if I don't go back and re-record my in the future, to clarify, uh, this episode's going up uh, relatively unedited, so it might be a it's little... It's further east. It, yeah. It's Easter. <laughs> I was trying so hard to hold... I, was, I didn't... I, I was trying to intentionally let your You were going to insert cricket noises, weren't you? I was going to let your joke die, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we are recording this on Easter Sunday, the 16th. um, And it's going up, uh, well, tonight at midnight. It'll be up tomorrow. So, uh, man. But in order to find it, you're going to have to look through the grass. And one of the Easter eggs in your yard, yes, you listener, in your yard has this podcast episode. I mean, people come to us and said, that's a very unrealistic and odd distribution model for your podcast. And we said, we don't care. It's Easter. They're right. But we're doing it. We're doing it anyway. (laughs) Because it's party time. It's excellent. Wow, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be, gonna one, be of one of those. You know, me. I think Easter brings that out in you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many egg puns. It's like, you just can't overlook it. <laughs> the holidays, uh, yeah, it's, I was going to say fertile, but that in itself isn't a pun. It's just like. Ah, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. 
How did you? <laughs> wow. That's actually an admirable pun. That's amazing. <laughs> um, in-house news. Uh, I guess the only thing I got is I want to give a shout out. Anything. I mean, Jesse might have something. The only thing I got is I want to give a shout out to Roman Podcast. And I will do a video about this before too long um, since I have a new webcam. And Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. And they, Robert from Roman Podcast, who's been on the show, you can find him on Bra- uh, Grolix Bites number nine, I think. Um, one of those. Just look for his name, Robert Cast. And he sent me a care package from Canada. And I was amazed when I opened this thing. Um, so he, he was, he sent me a pic of it. Like I assume immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, I knew he was sending me something. I had no idea what it was. And then I, I finally get this package and, um, it's a flat package. And on the, on, on the outside, it had even written in a little box comic books. So I knew there's comic in there. And I was also like, I bet that's some captain Canuck because I'd talked to him <laughs> about it. He buys captain yeah, yeah. Canuck. He's, uh, it's a good comic. I guess you could say famously proudly Canadian or something. Yeah, uh, Roman yeah. podcast. They do not shy away from their Canadian roots. And no, no. So I suspected it was Captain Canuck. What I did not suspect is that. Is that was, all of the pages are stuck together with maple syrup? Yeah, that was a surprise. That's and weird. I guys. heard. I heard it's a Canadian only variant. That's how they come up there. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's printed on maple leaves. Syrup to no good. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's real. Yeah. <laughs> this is real life. I might come out of this episode with an injury. Those yeah. are brutal. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, for for real, though, they uh, he sent me an autographed copy, autographed by the author, the writer of the book. I was I was shocked. So that was very That's awesome. Pretty rad. And I appreciate it, Robert. If you're listening to this, I'll tag you on Twitter so you know to listen to it. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. You guys should go listen to Roman Podcast. You should. Throw a dot com at funny. the end of it and you're there. Romanpodcast.com. I mean, that sounds like an advertise. Just send me a comic and I'll advertise your stuff. But <laughs> for real, like, uh, Robert uh, is very. Um, I guess active in our little corner of the podcast community. Um, yeah. And he's on other shows and, you know, he does a show on the, or he has involvement with a show about comic books on the, what is it? The GWW is that geeks worldwide network or something. Um, something like that. And anyway, he's very active. So search them out. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the only other thing I would say is that it was WrestleMania week, not all that long ago. So, man, we have in-house uh, in-house wrestling podcast news. So, you know, hit up the network. And uh, if you want your post-WrestleMania fix, we've got it covered. Oh, there are so many episodes on the Electronic Media Collective podcast network. Uh, not just wrestling episodes, episodes specifically about WrestleMania. There were oh, non sure. Non-wrestling podcasts were doing episodes about WrestleMania. So. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Um, I did not watch, so we will likely not be doing that. But yeah. Um, did you ever watch The Undertaker growing up? Yeah, and I did see. I did see a bunch of stuff about like his final thing. His, that's, his goodbye. That's the th- that's the main thing. And so, yeah, everybody everybody's gonna weigh in on that. 
yeah. anybody that remembered him. So I, I get it. Mm-hmm. You can, if you have WrestleMania things to say, Jesse, you could say them now. I won't hold no, it against I, you. Well, I have to. Do it. No, no I'm, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. I, no, I, no, I don't. But I mean, like, it, it, uh, ugh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Undertaker, his last match. If that's his last match, that's fine. But uh, it's sad. That's all I'll say. Was it? Was it kind of rough? Because it was. It was a little rough. It was a little rough. They okay. asked him. Uh, it's. It's clear that they wanted him to do it, and they had him come out and do it. And I think he did it. You know, like he gave it his best shot. But they put him up against like the young up and comer, which nobody likes. And uh, yeah, and then they made him lose to that guy. And so that's going to be, if Wait. this is the Undertaker's last match, it may just be his, un, it may be the Undertaker's last WrestleMania match. I don't know, but he laid down his jacket and his hat in the ring. So that implies that was his last match, but it, it was, a but it's kind of, a, it's kind of like anticlimactic. It's like, man, what a way to go out. Like they had him be defeated. They had him be defeated. I didn't. Yeah, for the second that. time. Yeah, they had him defeated once, and it went over so badly that they thought, "When we have him go out, let's have him defeated again." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that that was the yeah. case, man. No, That's... no, his uh, he had an undefeated WrestleMania streak, and uh, at least for a really long time. And then he lost to Brock Lesnar. And then he was undefeated again. Like they continued his streak a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, he lost in this most recent one. And then after he loses, he's passing the torch to this guy that nobody likes. And he, he takes off his gear, oh. like his, his signature hat and coat. Leaves it in the ring and then walks out. Yeah. So, I mean, it was poignant. It was, it was you know, but it was going to be poignant no matter when it happened. It's just kind of a shame that they left it like that. That's pretty so. disappointing. <laughs> so there, that's what I have to say. Yeah. Okay. And it's not, it's not going to be any different from anything that anybody else has probably already said, probably better than me, but I'll just weigh in and say, yeah, me too. Hashtag me too. <laughs> Interesting. Hashtag. Thank you. Taker. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I just pulled this down, man. No, it's no. Well, all I know of WrestleMania is um, tweets. Basically, I, I'm pretty sure that yeah. night I was on Twitter, as I am many nights. But uh, oh, that's pretty much all people talk about on WrestleMania night is mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah, and initial impressions seemed very negative. People seemed very bummed and uh, upset, kind of angry or yeah. or disappointed. And then after that, it just kind of turned into. Um, the tweets and posts turn into like nostalgic, you know, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Undertaker, which they should. Yeah. I think everybody just like got over that initial disappointment and realized, Hey, we should just be celebrating this guy's awesome career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else happening? No, that's, no, I was just like, if there is in-house news, that's it. Mm-hmm. That WrestleMania was a thing we have a lot of shows that talked about it yeah um we certainly did and they're all on electronicmediacollective.com oh full circle there we go (laughs) we we you know it's fair and it's the same things we talk about uh several episodes um you know often but 
the beginning of our show is a lot of like random banter and promoting other podcasts and the network. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, you actually have to skip that in order to get to the content of our show. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, the content is not my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fluff. The content, ah. <laughs> it's there. It's there. It's there. It's, so nah, we can come up with a clever title. It's good stuff. It's good. It gives us direction because if we didn't have yeah. direction, woo, it'd be this yeah, for exactly. an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we come for this. You don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so on that note, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with Iron Fist or do you want to start with Doctor Who? Should we, I don't know. Do we go from new to old or do we go from old to new? I'm thinking new to old. Since okay. It's very rare that we get to talk about an episode this soon after it aired. Right. right. So let's let's go ahead and do that then. Um, I new, literally watched it this morning. Did you? I yeah. I did manage to catch it last night. Um, if it wasn't if it wasn't Easter, I'd have had more time. I probably would have watched it the second time just to like kind of pull. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like I I wish I had watched it a second time because like the first time that I watch it, if I see an Easter egg, I'll go. Whoa! And they'll miss whatever happens next. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of Easter eggs there, in this thing. Yes, there were. Um, so, yeah, Doc, in case you don't know for some reason, Doctor Who season or our series, depending where you're at, 10? Yep. Uh, first episode was aired last night slash yesterday, depending where you are in the world. Um, well, a couple days ago now. The 15th. The 15th. Uh, and, yeah, it's we didn't have any doctor who to watch last year save for uh the christmas special so this is a long time coming right 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 and we got a new companion and uh i guess uh first initial impressions i or well how'd you feel about this uh you know i don't know it's it's hard to say because like i'm just so thrilled <laughs> that we have a new episode sure that i think i was just gonna be happy period okay um, but it wasn't, I don't think it was bad. So, I mean, like that just makes me duly happy. Mm -hmm. So I, I think just generally I feel good mm -hmm. <laughs> that there is new Dr. Who. Yeah. I, uh, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. And like you were saying, um, about just having a new Dr. Who, you know, there's a chance that you're, you're just going to be happy with that. That's kind of why I wish I'd have watched it a second time, but I, I legitimately enjoyed it. I, I think it was a pretty well put together episode. Um, and I mean, we, we've got a new companion and oftentimes when they have a new companion, it's like, um, to use the comic book. I don't know if this is specifically comic book term, but it's very much a jumping on point. Oh, like sure. This episode very much felt like a jumping on point for a new viewer or something. Um, right. But it's also, you know, it's like when the series came back, like modern who altogether, we were introduced to the series through Rose. Um, and you know, they do that once in a while with a companion to bring the viewer in with the companion so that you're kind of experiencing this, ex this, this being with the doctor through their eyes. So it's kind of a re like focusing the series, at least for one episode, um, to introduce this companion. Right. Um, what do you, what do we think about the companion then? I, I can't put my finger on why leading into this. Initially, like seeing like the the teasers and the trailers for the series, um, and when they first announced her, I wasn't super thrilled, and I don't know why. I think maybe it was um, 
the little bits that we got to see, it was kind of her her attitude or her shtick. I was concerned it was going to be a little bit of a somewhere in line with like a Donna Noble type attitude. Oh, um, sure. Which Donna Noble was okay. Like the, Which I was going to say, like, I really like Donna Noble. So I was like, oh, this is going to be all right. Well, like, <laughs> okay, sure, sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I think Donna Noble was a fun character and they did good stuff. Like that was a, you know, a good stretch of the modern series, but she's not my favorite companion. And I would not like to hang out with a person like Donna Noble. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, I just liked her because she brought that classic feel back into the companion-doctor relationship. Mm-hmm. Where it was just like, they're just mates, and they just, uh, they're just trying to do the best they can mm-hmm. and, and enjoy traveling time and space. And so, like, that's what I kind of like about this new character, Bill. Bill, the fictional yep. name, yeah, Bill, is that she does she does feel like a Donna Noble a little bit, but mm-hmm. she is definitely not just a, a Donna Noble archetype. Yeah, she it, is clearly her own thing. Yeah, exactly. I did once we got into it, and it 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 didn't even take long to get into it that I was like, oh no, I I do kind of enjoy this character so far. The bit we, I mean, she's it focuses pretty heavily on her, but um, from what we've seen in this episode, I yeah, I did enjoy her character. I thought she potentially interesting it's a very unusual way to bring a companion into it because it's almost like even though later in the episode he says you know he promised not to do this anymore it's almost like he was kind of scouting for a new companion anyway right yeah by taking on uh, a tutor or you know not a tutor but a pupil yeah exactly like what was his goal if it was not to find a companion in that situation right and holly was like um i think he was testing her I mean, like, he left little things. He's not sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good point. Because yeah. um, he's very much like, yeah, that's that's a type of thing he would do. There were do. little hints. He knows the kind of traits to look for in a person that would make for a good companion. It's somebody right. that's observant and, uh, yeah, can can jump to a logical conclusion when they see something. And, and not freak out when something mm-hmm. strange happens. Um, What did you think of... I don't know. I was glad the doctor was back. I enjoyed Peter Capaldi immensely. There were a couple scenes. True. He looked very tired. It looked, he looked rough. There was a couple oh, scenes really? where his eyelids are just red and he looked just exhausted. So I wonder what that's oh. about. I wonder oh. if he was he was sick or like long shoot or something, but he looked kind of rough in a couple of those scenes. He had he had the wild hair, so I was just I was just like, Yes, wild hair. <laughs> Punk rock doctor. I'm so glad you're back. I'll even take that bald guy. No, whatever his name is. Nardle. Nardle? Nardle. Nardle. Yeah, it's very unusual. That's that's a name that he has. I'm curious. (laughs) I'm curious what kind of role he's going to play going forward. And I think we probably even talked about that a little bit when we talked about this most recent Christmas episode. I think he's just gradually going to fall apart. Yeah, you think so? You think so? (laughs) Well, that's how they start this episode is with him kicking some kind of servo under the carpet or whatever. Not well, I don't know if that's the technical term, but some kind of a joint bolt thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Well, and the and the um, the preview for the next week's episode, uh, you didn't really see him at all, and it looked like it mostly uh, the Doctor and Bill on this planet or whatever it was. my prediction is he doesn't survive this season. No. He'll probably be gone. He might not even make it halfway through, but uh, yeah, he's, he won't be around for the regeneration. 
No, they, no. They'll have a new doctor with a new, yeah. They'll have a new new regeneration. The new doctor won't have a robot bald friend. It's kind of interesting. He's almost playing a canine role. Like he's an assistant. He's not necessarily going with the doctor everywhere he goes, so that he's like a full time companion. He's hangs, like Alfred. Yeah, he hangs. Yeah, he hangs around in the in the TARDIS and like can he can obviously control stuff and handle the equipment and he's smart. He just doesn't necessarily always go out and do all the crime fighting like right, Alfred, right. you know? Sure. Now, is he is he technically a robot or is his head is human or alien yeah. or uh, <laughs> biological? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, personish. <laughs> personish. <laughs> is a person part is his head. And yeah. then the rest is a robot, right? I mean, like, clearly he's part robot, but I think his head was normal. Yeah, I mean, that's what I believe. And they didn't even, like, they had mentioned last episode that the doctor had made him a new body, but that didn't necessarily mean robot body. So now we get the, like, definitive. It's definitely yeah. a robot bo- body, and it's yeah. not holding together the best. <laughs> no. I mean, clearly the doctor's been around, uh, has been in this location for a while. Yeah, I, which was even kind of a it was kind of a funny little deal. It was like, oh, you mean that I don't look any older? No, that everybody. <laughs> it was like just kind of a throwaway thing. Like she ignored that part. Like, uh-huh. No, you look old, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's certain things that didn't. That reminds me of the whole deal with and spoilers on this. By the way, we're going to talk oh, spoilers. Yeah, yeah a little episode. bit. Apologies. <laughs> I don't think we've totally spoiled it yet, but we will. Um, <laughs> When that's a promise, Bill finds pictures of, yeah, that's a, we guarantee it. Uh, Bill finds, yeah, pictures well, I mean, you're about to right now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of his, of her, uh, mother in the closet or whatever, after saying that she like hardly has any pictures of her. And yeah. then it's obviously revealed that the doctor took those pictures, um, through time. She does not means. call him out though. No, it's like, like she went there to call him out, got distracted by, the rug, and then I don't remember what happens next, but I know she didn't get a chance to call him out on it, and I was, uh, yeah, I was kind of expecting her to. Yeah. But, she, yeah, that's that's where she starts to be, starts to be, that's where she um, begins to put everything together. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you, you said that this TARDIS, or this call box, they had to crane it in. It was that heavy, and and now my rug is underneath your TARDIS somehow, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then this this photo thing, and I followed you into a creepy basement, and you're doing something with the door, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it almost feels like those are like loose like plot threads that they didn't really get around to wrapping up. Um, mm-hmm. But I, well, guess- I think I think that's the reason he's been there for so long because they hint at the fact that he's been there for like 50 years mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm thinking that this is their, I don't know, their plot device to kind of, uh, anchor the doctor in a location a la the third doctor, mm-hmm. like, Oh, your TARDIS doesn't work. But rather than do that, there's a thing he's guarding. It's a little bit like, um, which doctor was it? This seventh doctor. I mean, it, it was it's only it was like for one adventure, but the seventh doctor going to that cemetery or something by Coal Hill, um, mm. 
where there was something hidden in a coffin or something odd that supposedly oh, is the, the reason remembrance the first of doctor, the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah. That was the reason the first doctor was there to begin with. And the hand of thing. Omega. Omega. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we're, you know, they're doing a little bit of something. Oh, like God. That. <laughs> the, oh, no. Not the hand of Omega. <laughs> <laughs> we got Daleks, but we did not get the tank Dalek. No, no. It was a special <laughs> weapons Dalek. Yeah. yeah. But that was in the, oh, we, we last saw that in the asylum of the Daleks. He was in there, but that but, was just an Easter egg. I mean, yeah. Speaking of Dalek Easter eggs. Good segue. Uh, yeah, that was totally an Easter egg, right? Did we see basically the Daleks? Is that what they jumped into? Yeah. Yeah. Cause were I, those thals that he was just blast. They were just blasting about. I think so. I think so. And actually I'd meant to do some research before the episode, but been busy all day um yeah i think so i kind of wanted to go back and look at the old story the old adventure and see how they look because i don't because the corridors were kind of hexagon or or Uh whatever right yeah okay and that's what i was thinking was like they just jumped into a susan adventure after teasing susan the whole time are we gonna see susan (laughs) how would that how would that be they'd have to (laughs) susan's yeah, I'm fascinated. I'm glad they brought it, her back. Like bring her. They started bringing her up during um, when Matt Smith was still on the show, a couple times right. towards the end of his his being the Doctor. Um, but that whole thing fascinates me because she was left on a like Earth '60s version of Earth that had been just fought off like a major Dalek takeover. Yeah, and that does not feel like the modern Earth that generally doctor who's on now so like where'd she go what happened is that an alternate you know it's one of those things it's you know sure sure yeah you you can't well carol ann ford is i mean she's still around so i i keep wondering if they bring back uh susan will it be carol ann ford or will they have made her regenerate or will they recast it oh she could regenerate She's a time well, lord. Te- technically, couldn't she? I mean, I, I don't know how regeneration works for the time lords. If you have to go to the academy, or if it's just an innate thing, or maybe she did go to the academy and if, yanked her. If River Song gets regeneration, Susan gets regeneration. Oh yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. River Song does not deserve regenerations, <laughs> right, but right. he also had a picture of her up there. And that was cute, though. I mean, it it, it felt okay uh-huh. to have River and, and Susan next to each other, kind of bridging the two mm. eras, I suppose, classic and modern. Else? Kind of jumping around from the plot there. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were in, the plot was in full swing at that point. Um, so what do we think of the overarching story of this gal with the the star in her eye and abyss le- was it abyss yes yeah. level uh <laughs> the, the abyss CGI water CGI. water um that was the I, only thing where i kind of came out of it and i was like man doctor who loves to make creepy water stuff that's no kidding like that's no kidding they have a yeah yeah um maybe yeah. they don't like the word moist <laughs> call back to last episode yeah <laughs> um <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I was, you're right though, because I almost felt like I like, I enjoyed it. I like how it was handled. I like the whole thing with, um, 
the the puddle. I thought it was like just kind of creepy. It had a, a cool creepy vibe to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I like when Doctor Who does something that seems supernatural, but of course it's Doctor Who, so it takes a sci-fi twist. I like that yeah. a lot um, when it works. But I did feel like another water-like enemy, another water creature. Like water is yeah. definitely something that uh, modern Who is hit on many times. It seems like. Well, and I kept thinking, like, is this uh, is this the Ice Warriors? Because it sounded like the Ice Warriors when they first Ooh, yeah, stare down into it. it and I was did. just like, oh my god, the first episode is Ice Warriors, and it's totally not. Yeah, unless unless that's what the ship was. Was an I, ice warrior's ship. I mean, yeah, I mean, because they know. they never really again, you know, we've already spoiled it stuff, but more spoilers. They never really just like get into what the ship, like who was piloting the actual ship that was there. It's just they were dealing with as they called like a s- smart engine liquid of uh, <laughs> yeah, oil or yeah. something. Um, yep. So they're just dealing with a component of the ship, which could also time travel. <laughs> That was weird. That yeah, that that part was a little. I don't know if it was shark jumpy or totally yeah, it, shark jumpy. It seemed like a stretch. <laughs> it, it seemed like a stretch. I mean, they did it so they could establish to Bill and in a way to the viewer because that's how these episodes are handled. But to Bill, time travel uh, possibility and space travel, right? But it felt sure. It felt weird. It's like if that thing can instantly travel millions of years through time to the other side of the universe, like. What are you running? Like, you can't get away from it. It's, I don't know. It just seemed weird. And right. the impression you get through most of it is that it wants to leave. It wants to go somewhere. This water, this whatever, puddle creature. Um, right. So then you're like, but it can go somewhere. Go anywhere and everywhere. Um, but they kind of they kind of do a twist around back on that and kind of fix it as to its motivations. I did. And you're like the fact that they did go to a uh, different planet on the far, far end of the universe in the future. Uh, One thing that I did respect about that was that they actually attempted to make it look alien. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was like in the past, it's like, it does not matter where we go. It looks like a rock quarry. We're like, come on, man. You're like, I love the classics too, but everything doesn't have to be shot in a rock quarry. Mm -hmm. And you know, this, this very well, May have been shot in a rock quarry, but at least they did a bunch of uh, matte painting and uh, <laughs> they threw CGI. some filters on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah filters, <laughs> some little sparklies and weird plants yeah. that it looked. It might like have been lazy, plant. but at least it was an effort. Uh huh. And it looked okay. It looked good. That's one. Yeah. That's another thing. I thought this episode looked pretty good. Um, yeah. But the production of Doctor Who, the last several seasons, feels like consistently solid. It feels like they're actually putting some resources yeah. into it, and. Um, even though you don't get a lot of like, there's not a lot of big like action. Well, I guess you get the Dalek action stuff, but um, even just the stuff around the university um, looked good. I thought the set looked yeah, good and, yeah. the, and the um, cinematography, the frames, the framing of the shots looked pretty good. I like the idea of the doctor being a professor. I mean, mm-hmm. like we've come full circle. He he's he went from being called professor by Ace to actually being a professor now. Uh huh. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and when he's up there giving a speech, uh, you actually get to see a bit of one of his lectures, and you're like, "Yeah, that makes sense." The doctor likes to hear himself talk, and he he has lots of expert <laughs> he knowledge. Would be, he would be fascinating to listen to. Yeah. So there would be people that sneak into his lectures just for the heck of it. And he's not a he's not a 
a professor of any certain thing. He's just whatever he wants to talk about. He goes up there and right, talks right. about it. It was supposed to be quantum mechanics and you talked about poetry. Well, they're the same thing. How? The rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And I could see the doctor, um, at least several incarnations of the doctor being like, yeah, I'm going to hang out for a bit and do this professor thing. But he's also like there for a reason. He's there kind of guarding something behind this vault or something. Not to say they've been there that whole time for that reason, but. Well, even when the doctor can't remember who he is, he tends to go teach something like uh, in that with the, the family blood or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, the you're right. The 10th Doctor episode is like, oh, I'm going to put my brain in a fob watch and be a professor. Because <laughs> that's... <laughs> like you logical. do. Yep. Just why why do. wouldn't you do that? It's a good yeah. way to spend a decade or so. Yeah. And Rose, you should go work in the kitchen and I will be a high school pr- teacher. So. <laughs> While I hang out with Sarah Jane, like you do. K-9. <laughs> What did you think? So, of, yeah, I don't. What, so, this has very much become a thing in the series, and it has been for a long time. The uh, it's bigger on the inside moment, and, and oh, yeah, yeah, th- they make a good deal <laughs> they of really like, milked it this time, yeah, stringing it along, stringing it along, and then eventually, like, oh, we got there, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, if it I was, enjoyed if, it. It, if it was a word, I was like, I feel like this cast really gels pretty well, yeah, because if it were a different cast, I don't know if they could have pulled it off. But it was it, they pulled it off pretty well. I think it helped establish who Bill is as a character. It also ha- helped to uh, kind of establish Nardle's role a little mm-hmm. bit. It's like I feel like this is taking longer than normal. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> or yeah. wait, wait. The doctor said that to to him. I don't I don't know how it went down, but yeah, it, it felt it felt good. It felt fun. It, yeah, <laughs> and I even like the. Uh, like when she meets him and she's like, what do I call you? Oh, I'm the doctor. Doctor what? <laughs> like, it was like, oh. yeah. was like I, right, right at that point, I was like, I think I already like her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or at least where they're going with her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nardle, Nardle again, it's kind of the same impression I had after um, that Christmas special, that most recent Christmas special. I was worried from the Christmas special before that he was just going to be like a cheeseball comic relief character that was going to get real annoying. Not yeah. to say he won't get annoying, but the last They've episode in this spun episode, him, haven't they? Yeah. Like he, they spun him from being that cheeseball to, okay, he's the straight man. He really is. Like he'll say some things that's like, you know, kind of goofy or is the punchline of their situation. But he also like is the one that'll get real and say some like, kind of like, oh, like heavy things. Um, he's generally playing it straight. And even that is like, like sometimes that's, what's funny is the fact that he's playing it straight, but he's like, you really can be silly sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, just like, okay. On the nose, but still it was like, that was kind of fun for, for this character that is basically a head <laughs> yep. to call him out on his silliness. Um, yeah. So what were you going to say? Uh, I guess before I, Jumped in on the, with more Nardle talk. I have no idea. Final final thoughts, overall thoughts on this? I am so happy that it's back. Um, I can't say whether or not this is a great episode, but I think it was a very good episode. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it, I think I enjoyed it a lot, and there was so much in there, and there's so many little Easter eggs and things that I that like we kind of talked about in the pre-show. I wish I had watched this twice because the whole mm-hmm. time I'm going, oh, 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 mm-hmm. and I I probably missed stuff, so <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch it again, or maybe we talked about it right here. I don't know. Yeah, no, I uh, I I definitely like to watch it again too. Um, I did enjoy it. It felt like an introductory episode. And it very mm-hmm. much was. And the monster creature itself didn't feel super original, but I think it was handled well for an introductory episode. And I think the monster had uh, an interesting twist and motivation behind it that actually mm-hmm. kind of tied into a, an emotional beat with, with Bill, um, which was kind of cool. Even, even though the connection with, between her and that other girl seemed a little loose i guess um right but yeah i enjoyed it i think it i think it was a a good a good uh beginning to the new season without like feeling like it had to go just ape go crazy go all over the place a little bit like i want to say the first episode of last season that had i think missy in it and the doctor wasn't even in it for a bit and it was just that was that the tank episode where he comes in riding a tank playing guitar. Oh like, yeah. That was the, yeah, that was the first episode of the season yeah. where it just blows up. It just like comes yeah, flying through yeah. the wall, like uh huge, uh, ridiculous over the top. This is nice because it's, it's not necessarily that it's kind of low key. Right. Right. Uh, right. And I, I, I did like uh, that. The creature was kind of there to help establish maybe some of the diversity of the character. I mean, which made, made huge news. Um, like it's the main thing that anybody knew about this companion going in is, is that she is of a different, that she's, that she's not heteronormative, you know, like, mm-hmm. like she's got a different, uh, sexuality. And so they played into that. They addressed it right off the bat, but they didn't feel heavy handed or weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was just a character played well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so much so that I didn't even really think about it from that angle. Yeah. Right. Well, well, I thought about it, but I I thought about it in that in that way. It was like, oh, that was really well handled. That uh-huh. was really well done. Yeah. So, and I only thought about it after the fact. It never took me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly how it should be. Yeah. It should just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you want to hear more thoughts on that, which episode? A little bit our Angela Thor. episode and the oh yeah, the yeah. Thor Goddess of Thunder episodes a little bit on just you know how to handle things without masquerading or without which, parading things which if you know like if we're going to segue out of our doctor who talk um that's been a thing that's come up in the news where marvel had marvel comics had their big uh was it their basically their news uh, conference or whatever where they mm-hmm. release all this stuff and then uh they they made the mistake of of saying to the public that well we think that our numbers dipped because we tried to force feed diversity and people don't like it yeah and i thought no people don't like how you handled that yeah because you did that poorly yeah it's oh yeah yeah that's a whole thing that's a whole it, thing yeah oh, i know God. we're not the first to mention it but it just seems like okay, this is kind of a thing <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, that's a oh man, that's a that's a subject because yeah, I don't even know how to t- how to touch that. Um, yeah, it ties into well, it's things like if you want to have more women characters, 
that doesn't necessarily mean you have to start replacing your men characters with women versions of that man character. Yeah. No, uh, that doesn't help the problem. No, <laughs> no, exactly. So I don't know that that was my big beef. Otherwise, I mean, diversity is not a bad thing. I can't believe they let that get out though. That, that was like, whoa. Well, it was a whole week of, of PR faux pas. So that one felt like, barely a blip but mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was certainly a blip in the uh in the comics world it yeah. was like did you just say that out loud <laughs> yeah yeah because all the work you've tried to do maybe poorly you just undid by drawing way too much awkward attention to it all right um yeah man i'm glad doctor who's back to be honest I had forgotten like this last couple of weeks leading up to it. I totally forgot until I seen people te- tweeting about it, like coming up and I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I hadn't bought my season pass for it until like the day before. Oh, oh yeah. Usually, yeah. usually like the Christmas special, I had that thing pre-ordered like as soon as it was available. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Capaldi's last season. Oh, I, I enjoy that, Capaldi. But... He's good. Yeah, I know, I, I'm I'm worried. Like they showed in all the trailers, his, his hand already starting that regenerative process. So it's like, what does that mean? Does that mean they've already started to shoot that scene? Uh, does that mean that he's gonna regenerate before the end of the season? Does that mean he'll regenerate um, basically in between the season finale and the Christmas special? What does this mean? There was in the. There was one shot in the like coming this season mm. of like full body regeneration going on. Um, oh, really? Oh, I didn't catch that. There's a lot of things in there we could unpack too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the things is the most exciting for me. For me, it's exciting. Yeah, it is. not everybody's gonna love that, but is it the the match? The very it? last scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've yeah. we've talked about this. <laughs> Uh, I'm so excited. I could just talk about it, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the master. Oh my God. Yes. We're going to get the master and Missy. We're going to have the masters. Yeah. Both modern masters. That's, that's awesome. I'm like, I might start crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like you think about it in 50 years, we have had multi-doctor stories since like the third doctor on. You know, like the the three doctors was probably the first time that we ever had a multi-doctor scenario. But then every time that we had like a big big anniversary, you could just about bet on it. And then we had little ones like the two doctors. You know, like little throwaway multi-doctor adventures that probably didn't need to happen. And we've never in the 50-year – 50-year run, 50, it's plus, 50-plus year mm-hmm. run of the show. We've never seen the master come in contact with himself. Now, that's for pretty good reason, because a lot of times the master, uh, you know, wasn't there yeah. <laughs> to have multiple. Like, they didn't replace the master quite the same way that they replaced the doctor mm-hmm. in that the doctor was still around. He just went on to do other things, the actor that played the doctor. Uh, whereas the master, our first master, Roger Delgado, was taken from us early in an accident. And so they replaced the master way later with, Mm -hmm. with another character and then, and then he regenerates. And so um, we just never had cause to have a multi doc, not multi doctor, a multi master episode until now. Now we have multiple 
living masters mm-hmm. that would be so awesome. I mean, I'm not saying that they should throw uh, Eric Roberts in there or anything, but, uh, <laughs> but let's get some multi masters. Like, why would why wouldn't the master uh, come and co- why wouldn't he cheat the system? Like, the doctor does it begrudgingly. He's like, "What are you doing here?" But the master. Why wouldn't he cheat? Yeah, he or he w- she or whatever incarnation we're dealing with. Uh-huh. He's he she is totally going to cheat. That's his thing. He doesn't care. He's willing to create paradoxes so he can make the Toclophane take over the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And stuff. He tried to make he tried to turn everyone on earth into him. It would have been yeah. a lot of hims. So oh my goodness. I, I think yeah. he'd be all about oh, it. I actually repressed that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was not a fan of that. <laughs> well, so so what we're talking about is it was released. Um, it was released a, oh, a week ago that John Sims is back. Yeah, as the master, and um, and we knew that Michelle uh, Michelle Gomez. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. That we knew that she was coming back. She had announced uh, prime month before that that she was coming back, and so. Now there's the big question, is it going to be both of them? And it kind of sounds like it. That's the way that um, Stephen Moffat kind of made it sound like like we had them staring each other down, which Uh-oh. would be rad. So, oh, yeah. It seems like we so, were just talking about this not long ago, too. We were. We were, because I had just recently rewatched season three of the new series. And I was like, why haven't they done this? Why haven't they done this? John Sims, you know he wants a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? Come on. He wants to come back as bad as Billy Piper does. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, my. Well, there's, I mean, there's tons of characters you know that want to come back. Like, John Barrowman wants to come back. And the only only thing holding any of that back is, is the showrunners and the writers. Like, yeah. They're just kind of like, no, we're not going to do that. That would be catering to the fans. <laughs> yeah we have a vision sure you do yeah yeah we yeah and your vision's hit or miss, it's hit <laughs> but, or miss yeah and apparently okay. just like fluctuates wildly on a whim <laughs> right right uh, example clara her entire history as a character <laughs> right yeah and then they just kept going with her they they tried they tried to straighten that out but they made her not died after she died, sort of. Several she, times. She died. <laughs> I don't know. They ruined her from the beginning. and At least they were consistent. Yeah. They made her confusing when she came in. They made her confusing when she went out. <laughs> Consistently <laughs> confusing. Yeah. That's the one thing we'll say about her. There's merit to consistent convolution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think she was a bad actress. I just think, what were they doing with that character? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that was that was longer than we meant to spend on on Doctor Who, probably. But that, yeah, but that's I all could right. I couldn't not talk about the Master. I'm excited about that. I don't care how they handle it. I hope it's better than End of the World or whatever it was. World's uh, End, ooh. time, end of time, something bad. Everything if, about that. If they're gonna bring that. back, that's my only caveat: is if they're gonna bring back John Sims Master, you have to do it better. No potions. You have no magic no, potions. No. Give him a proper regeneration into the mistress, into Missy. Oh, interesting. Uh, I mean, because they could do that. They don't have to do that, but they could. And okay, that I'm, would be rad because that's a that's kind of a. Uh, that's, I don't know. Do how, they need to do it? How did they do away with it? 
Sims master. He jumped back into the time war with the high council. He basically forced the high council to go back to the time war because they were trying to escape the time war through him. Interesting. They they implanted him with the sound of drums as a beacon so that they could time travel out of the time war. Okay. And he's like, not on my watch. He kind of did his whole heroic moment and he jumped back in and, and forced them all back into the time war. And everything looked hunky-dory until Wilfred or Willard or what's his name? Donna Noble's grandpa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll not yeah, yeah. four times. Some or was it three times? I don't remember. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, F knocks four times, right? Uh. Okay, that's interesting. So it wouldn't even be like a pre all that version of his master. It could be the master after that, right? So I'm gonna call my initial prediction was assuming they get both masters in the same story, they're gonna work together and then screw each other over because that's kind of what happens with the master. And if you sure. got the master working with the master, it's going to happen. But I'm going to call it now that Missy kills Sims master, causing him to regenerate into her. And that's how Ooh. she regenerated. Oh, I, I think can totally see her doing that. Yeah. I think that'd be very interesting. Yeah, that just could look. be. Yeah. Cause that's extremely master too. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, Oh, <laughs> this version of me is not doing it. So you're going to become me now. <laughs> You're going to become me early. Yeah. 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 So. I like that. I like that. I also liked the promo shot where, I mean, like they framed it perfectly, but he looks a little bit like a, a war doctor version of the master. Like oh, yeah. He's got the scruff. He looks mm-hmm. like he's kind of seen some, seen some crap. Mm-hmm. I, I had <laughs> read somewhere and I don't know where these people are getting this information that, um, Sims is kind of channeling. How did they put it? It's channeling his inner Delgado. Um, oh boy. <laughs> so maybe we'll get a little, like he wasn't camping over top when he did his own master. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll get a little bit less wacky, a little bit I'm okay more with that. Like, I'm okay uh, with that. I liked, I liked, I liked him when he was doing that whole, like, this is not a joking face. This is a joking face. This is not joking face. Dreadlip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I liked that, but then they just never stopped with it. Like, I feel like uh, like Tenant's doctor evolved and Sim's master never did. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they only had him twice, so, you know, I suppose that's fair. <laughs> this would be his evolution, I imagine. It'd be, it'd yeah. be good. Um, all right. So this other thing we're going to talk about. Okay, all right. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very curious about how this will go. Because I kind of know how you feel about the show. Um, right. And I have uh, watched, m- I've watched it. I- I've watched the whole season, obviously, but I've mm-hmm. also watched a m- big chunk of the season twice now. Um, really? Oh yeah. Because Mel, right? yeah, I was rewatching it with Melanie and she didn't quite get to, I think we were three or four episodes from finishing the season um, with her. So I've watched the majority of it twice. Um, so what are Okay. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I, 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 okay. I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to channel like um, your very succinct review for uh, was it uh, two headed oh, nerd? Two headed nerd cover to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have big problems with this show, <laughs> and I'm I'm not in the minority. So I feel like like I feel like I am 
kind of the standard review right now in terms of, of my opinion of it. But as time has gone on, like, uh, I, this is what I was alluding to at the beginning. It's like complaining about complaining. Uh-huh. Like I've listened to a few, uh, I've listened to a few podcasts where they review it and I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're being fair. So jumping back, how do I feel about the show? I, it's not my favorite. It's definitely my least favorite of the Netflix series so far. Um, but that being said, I binged this thing like there was no tomorrow. Mm. I probably got through I got through it way faster than I got through uh Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. So there is at least a watchability factor that I cannot deny and I will not deny because I did cruise through it and I did have the desire to keep going even if I was hate watching this thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah there, there may be a been a there maybe was a point where I started going, well, I don't know if I like this show, but I I'm going to watch this thing to the end, you know, like uh, you're like, this is ridiculous. And I have to see how much more ridiculous it gets before I end. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, yeah, I didn't, I did not love it, but I, I don't, you know, like the people who, who are calling it, um, I don't know, unwatchable or just totally boring. I don't think I agree with that. I don't think it was totally boring. It was I definitely had an enjoyment factor, even if I wanted to hate on it, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. And uh, yeah, that that even came up. Uh, that even came up in that um, cover to cover episode. Uh, but yeah, I did see it to the end. And a lot of people who are reviewing it right now, some of them didn't even make it past season uh, episode six. I'm like, that's not fair. You no, can't do that, yeah, can yeah. you? I mean, can you really watch three episodes of this thing, say it's trash, and call it a review? No, that's how you get rotten uh, tomato reviews of Arrow season three that are like, it was so good. I got a 100% fresh rating. That's how you get that. You watch one episode and you say, oh, it's a good episode. It's a good season. Yep. Fresh. Yep. It's fresh. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't even know what season that was. Three, four. They're, they're wrong. It's like all of them, like all of Arrow, them. Arrow season, whatever it was, is awful. Oh, yeah. Oh, which one? Yeah, that D- I The Damien Dark season. I don't even care yeah. what number it is. But that no, that's not 100% fresh. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not sorry. No, no. So, yeah. No, they, they just threw up a fresh rating because it was new. And the first episode wasn't total garbage. So, yeah. I don't feel like you can review it if you've only watched three episodes. So that's my that's my initial impressions, long-winded and rambly as they are. That does explain it cuz I think this series this season, you know, Iron Fist, I think the first episode's real weak and mm-hmm. yes, yes. It's it's sloppy. In a couple areas. Yeah. Um now I had I knew because the word was getting out before it was even available on Netflix that th- this thing was getting very bad reviews. Um Right. But I didn't look into any of the reviews. I was like, well, I'm going to watch it anyway, so why why right. jade my potential opinion? Um, and I was a little worried with the first episode. I was like, oh, no. Like, this feels sloppy. Um, there's expositions kind of lazy. And it's kind of funny because even I was even like, um, oh, it's been a while enough, long enough that I've forgotten names. Uh, what's his name? The brother of... Ward. Ward, Ward. Meacham. I was like... You know, I was like, oh, and they set this, who's this Ward guy is like super cookie cutter, stereotypical, like oh, business yeah. jerk. I'm like, this is going to be the villain. I was like, oh, and it turned out he was my favorite character. Um, okay. I found something out that's maybe a total aside, maybe not. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So 
like thinking about how action was portrayed and whatnot Mm -hmm. and how Finn Jones clearly didn't, was not super trained. Like he had done no fight choreography before this all started. Mm. Okay. Like, like you say, you could see, you can see it in that first episode for sure. And it gets a little better, but not a whole lot better. Ward Meacham has fight training. (laughs) Really? That's irony. Yeah. Wow. That dude didn't have to do a lick of fighting. No. And he has some fight training. Why? Why? Well, weird. And the drunken, uh, apparently the drunken master. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm jumping just ahead, but that guy was uh, heavily considered for the role of Iron Fist. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, like he got pretty far. That and been... then they had that, that throw down and it was like, oh, well, we could have had. You guys are jerks. Yeah. <laughs> you, write, yeah, you writers yeah. are jerks. <laughs> uh, but for me, after first first viewing of the series, after it got into second episode, I got into the second episode and it got it it hooked me more. And then as I went along, like I was into it. And it's like you said, like this is like I crushed this episode or this season. Like I flew through it. I binged. I binged yeah. it in in a matter of days, as opposed to like even like Luke Cage or something like it took me a little while to get through it. It, yeah. So you're absolutely right. Like there is, it's watchable. And, you know, despite what a lot of reviews said, at least for me, I found it very mm-hmm. watchable. Um, After I watched it the first time, well, in general, my impressions are, I think it's the weakest written of the yeah. Netflix Marvel series, but it's not my least favorite. I like Jessica Jones, but that one's kind of my least favorite because there, there was a lot of drag moments. And my first viewing of Iron Fist, I didn't really feel the drag like some reviewers apparently did. Um, uh-huh. My second viewing of Iron Fist, uh, a little bit different story. Uh, sure. Started to feel the drag a bit. But um, but I would agree it feels like the weakest, weakest it's, of the series. I, in, in terms of writing, yeah. it's abs- it's. I mean, that's that's where I went on my rant. Mm-hmm. Was like when I when I just took a step back from the series and I looked at what actually happens in it, which is a thing that I like to do when I'm done with the thing. Like, what actually happened here? So I can review it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I came up with my with my basically three-point review, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I don't know if I should go into it now or later or what, I, but it's full of spoilers. So okay, if you yeah. want to take it a little slower than that, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's good though. It's a good. It's solid. Your review. Uh, I mean, yeah. I guess if you want, go for it. We're gonna spoil the season anyway. But I'd yeah. say go for it because it's not like we necessarily have to do a play by play. And I think some of your points. Um, well, they're will, specific to the writing. I think. Yeah. I mean, like I'm not. I'm not hammering in on on this guy's uh, portrayal of of Iron Fist. We could do a whole another segment on on the acting and who's the best actor. Um, Ward Meacham, <clears throat> uh-huh. you know, like as far as as far as characters go and whatnot and development. But here's here's my here's my spoilery uh, review. Nothing happens. <laughs> no progression happens. When we start this thing, when we when we first meet Danny Rand, he kind of has control over the Iron Fist. He's he's gained the powers of the Iron Fist, and he doesn't have a costume. 
and he wanders into his into his family's old company and and so he's kind of doing the he doesn't really do the iron fist he's got some kung fu apparently and at the end of the sh- at the end of the series he's he actually gets worse at iron fist like iron fisting which is not what you think internet <laughs> it's not what you think um he actually gets worse at it like like he's supposed to come out of Kunlun as like this master and he comes out and he comes to New York. That's all it took. I, I show up in New York and I can't do it anymore. I can't, I'm, I'm getting bad at this. <laughs> like I, my cheese all messed up. Uh-huh. Apparently something about sleeping in the park makes me bad at Kung Fu. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he gets worse at it. He doesn't have a costume at the beginning. He doesn't have a costume at the end. He, he does not improve at all. He's the same. He's just like mediocre Iron Fist. <laughs> he starts mediocre. He returns to mediocrity. Mm-hmm. So that's the first point. Um, the second point is um, that there was that there's this kind of under underlying like threat that's happening. Um, that is well, no, no. Before I get into that, who's in charge of the building? Who's in charge of it? The Meachams, the family friends of the Rands, like they're they're partners in in. Well, crime apparently. Yeah. Uh, so, like, they run the company together when the Rands are alive. So, the Meachams are in charge of the company when Rand comes back. At the end, despite all of the drama that we get in the middle, and we're like, these guys need to be stopped. Guess who's running the show at the end? The yeah. Meachams are still yeah. in charge. Yeah. The Meachams are in charge. The Meachams in charge. Nothing has changed. So what what could possibly change in this? Well, we've got to have like a threat, right? Like something that threatens to tear everything apart. So enter the hand, ninjas. How could you screw that up? Okay, so there's the there's the hand ninjas, and they're there, and they're quietly behind the scenes, like ninjas, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so they're there, and I'd be like. Uh, here's where the real spoilers hit. Like there's two factions of the hand that we didn't know about. So we didn't know about this one faction of the hand that's quietly behind the scenes. Later on, there's another faction of the hand quietly behind the scenes. We didn't know about them. They have each have leaders. They don't get along. There's this whole civil war of hands, like the left hand's not speaking to the right hand. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, at the end, guess what? There's still two hands. Yeah. Nobody knows where they are. So guess what? They're back quietly behind the scenes again. Yep. No, no differently. The leaders are still there. Mm-hmm. They both disappeared. They're both, the hand's still there. Rand doesn't have a costume and the Meachams are still in charge. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining <laughs> to watch, but in the end, not a thing happened. One thing happened. They got Rayford Defenders, <laughs> and yeah. Danny got some shoes. Danny got some shoes, and and uh, he got laid. Spoilers. <laughs> he got. He's a bad monk. He's a terrible monk. He's he just got done good. talking about how well I'm so celibate today. <laughs> we, you could you could change that if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. No. That's uh, you know. Yeah, I can't disagree with that at all. Like, it's, 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 totally hard, it's hard to defend. It's hard to defend that the series when you look at it from that respect. Mm-hmm. Not that there isn't things that are worth enjoying in this. So, I mean, like that's the thing. Is like I look at 
I look at this series and here's kind of my all encapsulating feeling about it is that it's like, uh, but like I keep making the Iron Man comparison. It's like Iron Man two and three. Okay. Iron Man one was awesome. Okay. So all the other Netflix shows were awesome. Right. And I enjoyed all the other Netflix shows and I, and we get to, we get to the Iron Man two and Iron Man three of the Netflix series, which is Iron Fist. And, uh, I'm still going to enjoy it because Robert Downey Jr. is enjoyable and it's an enjoyable world that they've set up and there's things to enjoy in here, but really the overall, the overall story, what I'm left with isn't very good. There's good parts, but overall not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still, I still watched it. I still watched Iron Man two. I still watched Iron Man three, but they were no Iron Man one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, I found watching through it the first time, waiting for Danny to do something. Like at one point, there's even clip anything. Of, <laughs> there's even well, I mean, he. It's like an alternate, slightly more frustrating version of Luke Cage's reluctance to become a hero because he's okay, just reluctant yeah, yeah. to it. D- Danny Rand is like the same, but backwards totally opposite like he's just he's the fist he's gonna be the iron fist but he's not gonna do anything logically he's gonna just irrationally and impulsively run into situations get impatient get angry um he can't use his fist unless his unless he's getting beat once and he can't you know <laughs> but if he's angry if he's angry he can use it but if he's too angry he can't use it like it's, it's right yeah. it's kind of a mess and he is and this isn't for me on on these series totally uncommon he's the least interesting part of the series for me but right like my favorite one so far i think has been luke cage and i feel the same about luke cage like i think he's a better written character but he's also kind of my least the least interesting character to me um sure but the the difference is like he was more interesting in jessica jones because he's novel in that yeah you're right you're right um but like they usually surround these characters that are like you know I mean they're they're the heroes they're like kind of boring by nature they're the good guys that do the good things and that's not always the most exciting um but they the writers surround them with fascinating villains and side characters and stuff like that and interesting twists and Iron Fist kind of lacked on that I would say um for me the draw like once the series once I was in it several episodes, the draw to keep coming back was the Meacham like family storyline. I almost right. wish somebody could do like a fan edit. I don't think you could make it work, especially towards the end and get most of the iron fist stuff out of there and just give me a Meacham family, uh, series or feature <laughs> right, length right. something because I love that stuff. I, Ward Meacham became my favorite character and watching through the season, I was kind of like, surprised and i was like i mean i bet nobody's gonna guess that and then i look online and everybody's like Micha, uh yes yeah. the best character i'm like oh okay i get, I, yeah. I know i thought i was i, I was kind of surprised by that too because it was like yeah i felt the same way and yet it was like who's gonna agree with that because he's like you're not supposed to like this guy uh-huh. but he is he's interesting and he's he does make a progression oh yeah like he he comes through the muck and mm-hmm. sees the other side and actually becomes a better person. I don't think we can say that about Danny Rand. No, <laughs> like I don't think he got like he got, he wanted everything, sort of badly, 
Like he badly won at everything. Like he got everything he ever wanted, even the stuff he thought he wanted and didn't want, like the Iron Fist. And and in the long run fails at everything too. Yeah. Like yeah. He, He's he, like the worst Iron Fist and and even uh what Dave Davos or whatever, he calls him out on it. He's like, You're the worst Iron Fist. And Danny's like, I don't know that Danny really refuted it. He was just it's like, okay, maybe I'm bad at this. And they kind of took the angle of um Danny Rand being because to a point it works with the setup a little bit, you know. He was taken out of society essentially when he was like what ten or something, right? Um, and went to, and basically became a monk. So in a way, it almost works. When he comes back, a big part of the problem is he's very childish to the point where yeah, somebody- they they really played that up. Like he didn't have any development at all. No, like, like and- no, you're 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 literally stuck as a ten year old brain somehow. But being trained to be a monk his whole life, like. Like the the angle of like you know that's not training that's child abuse was kind of interesting but that should still have like developed him in some way matured yeah, him in yeah. some way like being a yeah. monk where they're trained to be zen I guess I also like the angle of like they're trained to be zen but really they're just like uh what's the word um repressing their anger and and emotions oh, yeah. but yeah. I mean people have said it's laughable and it kind of is the way his character acts sometimes. The, my first watch through, sometimes I'd laugh, but it was kind of enjoyable. But my second watch through, Danny Rand's character is very hard to deal with. Where he's fighting, I think it was like the spider lady. Well, I don't know what her character oh, name is. Oh, God, yeah. And she says something about, you know, I can sense your fear. And he goes, no, you can't. It's like, what are you, what are, you <laughs> are you seriously still like 10? No, you can't. No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not how human development works. No, no. So that's It's like they tried to mash up the Iron Fist and Big with Tom Hanks. <laughs> what if you take a 10-year-old and suddenly he's an adult and man suddenly with he's a the Iron fist. fist and he he defeats the dragon in a cave. <laughs> yeah. Somehow and then we'll, we'll tie it into the lights. And they they yeah, and they didn't even uh they didn't even they didn't even complete that. Like this is supposed to, this whole season is supposed to be basically an origin story. And I feel like they failed in that regard. Like I have very little idea what his actual origin is because all they would do is approach it in piecemeal in little flashbacks that weren't real flashbacks. Like they were like little, like, and, and then they even ditched that whole thing. Like they, at the very beginning, they do this kind of like, Oh, I don't know what to, what to compare it to almost like um, inception kind of like the screen goes fuzzy and white and he's like, he's having flashes of his mm-hmm. parents and the whole thing. And then they just ditch that like four, four episodes later. Like once he's out of the insane asylum or whatever, they're like, ah, forget that. Yeah, they kinda... we, we were doing something with that, but we don't know what we're doing with that. So never mind. And they don't necessarily stop the flashbacks, but they ditch it being like an issue that he actually has to deal with because it's like when he has a flashback, He's like, I don't know, convulsing in real life. Yeah, like, like it's it takes a, him out of it. And but they do do the flashbacks, but they hammer. And I understand it's a, like that. It's it's a trauma, and I think they're trying to play on like this is his trauma and a big uh, thing of a big uh, arc of the season would be him getting over it. But it didn't really play mm-hmm. it that well, and it just felt like they were hammering this flash, the same flashback scenes of the airplane, his parents in the airplane, over and over and over. It's like if you yeah. want to do that many flashbacks. 
at least give us something new to look at, like different right. pieces of information. And in the end, there wasn't enough pieces of information to make the, the rep, uh, how often the flashbacks happen worth it. Right. Right. Then there was no payoff really mm-hmm. like, okay, we get it. Like you told us this numerous times and now we have to see it numerous times too. And I figured it would reveal something new, but it really didn't reveal anything that he didn't just go ahead and tell one of the Meachams, <laughs> like joy. Yeah. Like it was like, well, this is what happened. If you didn't watch the flashbacks. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, my, my second watch through, I don't know if it was, you know, Danny was definitely less bearable the second yeah. time through. I was still fascinated by the Meacham family story. Um, yeah, I think all three of them, I think Ward was great. Uh, the actress that plays joy was pretty good. Um, joy's character's mm-hmm. not, she doesn't get that much of an arc except for whatever they tried to shoehorn in that last episode, which is the which last episode. That's the a, most problematic part of wreck. her arc. Yeah. 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 Um, but I thought she acted very well. Like there was some, there was some good scenes with her, um, where she would like the, the bit with the dad. And when she finally has to react to that, I thought she handled mm-hmm. really well because it's like, you know, the actor's supposed to like make it real. Even if it's something ridiculous as sure this, as this comic book, uh, sci-fi fantasy iron or martial arts thing, like she has to make it real. And I thought she did it well. Cause it's like, how would you react in that situation? Um, right. And then, Oh, what's his name? The dad. He, Oh, I thought he was good. Yeah, I, forget, I forget his name. Yeah. And he made me laugh. His performance made me laugh, but he just kind of come across. It was laughable, but for me, it worked still. It came across as like unhinged, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think he was supposed to. Mm -hmm. It it kept reminding me of the Lazarus pit for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. like whatever they did to him. I kept thinking uh, that was one thing that took me out of it a little bit is that I kept thinking arrow. I kept thinking Batman. I kept thinking Lazarus pit, like whatever they've done to him, it's deteriorating him and it gets worse as time goes on. Um, um, In the early episodes of the season, Melanie had made mention of arrow while watching it. Um, oh you know, yeah. You got the rich kid come back to the city and flashbacks to where he had been and all this. And I guess some of the fighting, that's another thing. And you touched on the choreography and stuff. Some of the fight scenes were okay. Um, mm-hmm. but I found particularly scenes with, with, with Danny. Um, I was kind of disappointed because the, it felt like it felt floaty. Like there was no impact to any of the hits. It was, yes. um, and not necessarily. In fact, they cut away. Like they even cut away from the impact, so it would be bloodless. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and which is odd because then during like the Meacham storyline, like there's some pretty brutal violence <laughs> and gore. oh man, the stabby stab Staberson. Oh yeah, and when oh when Ward comes in and he his dad's taking the hammer to those corpses. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. whoa, brutal, yeah. but. Yeah, the fight scenes felt there wasn't a lot of impact. And, you know, there was a lot of spinning and stuff. And even Daredevil, like, there was a lot of spinning to the way his his style. Like, you do a lot of, like, little quick jump jump flips. I don't know what you call them. Where you do a jump <laughs> right. flip and, like, land on somebody. But uh, in Daredevil, it, like, there was impact to the hits. And the fights, that's part of, like, what made it 
so stand out is like the story in Daredevil was was the plot was solid, but also like um, the fight scenes were fantastic. And you would think there would be a bigger focus on putting forth some fantastic fight scenes in Iron Fist, the one that specifically I, revolves around martial arts. I, I think that's the number one thing that uh, created disappointment for me is that I had been looking forward to this because it sounded like the most unique and different of these Netflix offerings. Mm -hmm. You know, we had, we had, you know, like Luke Cage is basically a brawler. He doesn't have to have like a specific fight style, but his fight choreography was better than mm -hmm. Iron Fist, you know, like, yeah. and all he does is just like come in brute force and, and just swing. And like, that's all he needs to do because that's his power set. Mm -hmm. And then you have, um, then you have Daredevil and he's basically raised a boxer and then trained by sticks. So you see a little bit of his boxer action. He's very like MMA style. Mm -hmm. you know, he's kind of a ninja style, but he's, he's more MMA ninja kind of thing in the way that he fights. And then Jessica Jones was, I mean, she was just basically the same as, as Luke Cage in the way that she approached things. She, like she didn't have she, flourishes or anything. She, she had super strength. She, she broke a lot of padlocks. With her hands. Yeah, broke a lot of broke a lot of padlocks. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. In fact, she didn't do a lot of hand to hand mm -hmm. combat because she didn't know if she could control that kind of bit. Yeah. And so that made a a different kind of tension in the action. Like, how is she going to solve this without just basically smashing this person's face in? Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. And then and then we get to like Iron Fist. I was really excited about it because it was different. All of these other things are very grounded in reality, and Iron Fist had this kung fu and this almost mystical nature to it. And then we then we got what we got, and the kung fu part of it and the mystical nature of it, and and I actually kind of like this, but it was played for laughs a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. anybody that he tells about Kunlun just looks at him like he's crazy, and I kind of love that. I kind of love the consistency in that, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like like stepping out of it, like that that frustrates me. That disappoints me. Like that's what I was looking forward to about the series, and then they spun it on me. They spun it well or well enough, but I'm like, ah, that's what I wanted to see, and you just stole that. You stole that from the plot. Yeah, I mean, I it definitely know. takes a backseat, like, real hard. Um, yeah. And there were a few episodes that they tried um, to do some... The episode with, with the spider lady, I still don't know her yeah. name. Um, right. That whole thing, that was the episode directed by the RZA, and I didn't realize it the first watch through, but the second watch through, uh, I caught his okay. credit, and I was like, that totally makes sense. Like, Yeah, it, yeah. If you were going to do one, uh -huh. and that then, would be the one for him. And then later when they go, they go to China. Yeah. Which is weird. I don't know. Like, it, like out at, you know, like looking back on it, I don't even know what they were doing. They were basically trying to find Madame Gao, right? Yeah. Is and, that the whole reason they went? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he, I guess he wanted to see because he knew the name of the city, but that was the main reason was to find her. And you're right. And they even, before they left, they cracked a joke about like, well, what are you going to do if you find her? Just, you know, uh, abduct her and bring her back that's gonna make an awkward plane ride but that's what they did like right they right, found yeah. her and then all of a sudden they're back in new york or wherever in the dojo and it's like that oh they didn't even do a thing with the plane ride like they're just home yeah that's right oh yeah. my god um but but that episode there were some decent fights not 
they didn't I was always... say worst part is that's where for me that's where the season kind of peaked mm-hmm. in terms of quality mm-hmm. like it was really good uh, like it started pretty eh and then it got better 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 hit a point and then it was like eh. and there's there's kind of I'm a... doing a thing with my hand I'm doing a bonus hand jive that nobody can see <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you I didn't even think about that we're recording audio and you're like making sounds to accompany your visual thing you're doing yeah no it basically went up and then it came down and it kind of floated down yeah like in quality there's an interesting formula to these Netflix uh, Marvel series so far that um, I guess I can see it in Daredevil season one as well, but it's definitely Luke Cage and Daredevil season two, where it's almost like the season is broken into two parts, and often mm-hmm. and and in the cage of in the cage in the case of Luke Cage, um, it's literally literally like two main villains, you know, right? Um, yeah. And in Iron Fist, it's literally two hands. <laughs> You're right, though. On is. one hand and on the other hand. Yeah. And I can't help but I was a little disappointed once we got to the other hand. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not bad, but it's like, I don't know. It's a little disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had intention to come in here and be like, Listen, you were going to defend this thing. Not weren't you? as bad. <laughs> It's I'm not, just going to be a defender. It's not as were, bad <laughs> as, as everyone well played. says. And I don't think it's as bad as everyone says, because after I watched it the first time, like I said, I, I kept from, I didn't read reviews of it. Um, right. I, after I watched it, I started reading reviews and some of the, there are brutal, brutal reviews. And I was like, there's, listen, it's, it's, right. it's weak, but I think, I don't think it's any weaker than the last, you know, than much of arrow. Um, Oh, and, it's better than that season of arrow. Yeah. When you put that, when you made that comparison, it was like, no, I think it was season three. I don't know. Well, it was sitting, I mean, I didn't season even know that arrow did was so bad TV rotten tomatoes for TV shows, but it was sitting at like 13%. And I was like, well, what about arrow? Cause I definitely put this above arrow and I looked over at arrow and yeah, every season, a hundred percent. Of course it didn't have that many reviews, but still like, are you kidding? Well, me? It was clear that they were just reviewing like that first episode and then they just forgot it was on Rotten Tomatoes after that. I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. You can't claim this whole season was good. Or they let the bad taste that the first episode left permit. I don't know. A lot of the really brutal early reviews were very focused on some of the, um, what's the word? I guess social elements or political elements of it. I, the, the the whitewashing in thing. Iron Fist. Oh, so the in Iron the stuff Fist. that came out before, uh, the stuff that came out beforehand. That basically, when when was this uh, character created? I mean, like this is an issue that was from what, the sixties, mm-hmm. the seventies. I don't know. Yeah, I, like I don't I don't feel like I I understand this is an issue, but it's a separate issue. I mean, yeah, when like, we review things, we need to look at what we get. There were a lot of, like I said, especially the early reviews of it were real hung up on that fact. And that was something where I was like, initially I was like, oh, yeah, that doesn't seem right. And then you were like, but, because I've never read, uh, I should have said this at the beginning, I've never read a single Iron Fist comic in my life. But you were like, but, I mean, it's an issue from the comics. He was, he's white in the comics. I was like, oh. I was like, I don't, that almost makes it more complicated because people aren't going to, you know. Right. So that was an issue. I was like you know what me complaining or not complaining about it isn't going to fix it. I just want to see the show. 
I'm not yeah. going to even worry about that. I don't see color. But, but uh, <laughs> so that was something I set aside. But there was also, like, um, one review. It was a lot of one review pointed out. And this is an interesting point, but not necessarily enough to for me to bash the season over was, you know, Daredevil has a very strong theme about people that get left behind with uh, or get slipped through the legal system. And Jessica Jones has the theme of um, well, there's the whole creepy killjoy sexual abuse theme and all that. And, right. Coming back from domestic abuse, basically. Yeah. And Luke Cage has the uh, Black Lives Matter type theme. And um, and then this one, like they're like, you know, rich guy comes back and blah, 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 you know, business and all this. And right, it was like right. in there. And all he ever does is win. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that's a valid point to think about. It's not it's you know, yeah. it's it's interesting. And I hadn't really thought about that. And it kind of makes the few times that they do kind of try to shoehorn a social political issue in with um, And they do it several times with business. It's it's they try right. to play the theme of, you know, business, corrupt business and businesses doing like the whole thing with Danny making them sell that medicine at cost. Um, right. That's interesting. But I mean, it was there, but it wasn't really fully developed. It didn't really weave into the very theme of the story. The theme when of the story it felt was, it didn't feel like uh it didn't feel like benevolence so much as Danny not understanding how business works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, was, it was like, yes, he was doing the right thing, but it didn't feel like that really. It it felt like, oh well, he doesn't understand. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, this is might be splitting hairs, but he was doing the right thing, but it wasn't from a place of like fighting against a world that consistently does the wrong thing or a system trying to change a system that consistently does the wrong thing. It was doing the right thing out of naivete, you know? Right. That. Yeah. Oh yeah. I said that fancy. Yeah. When he had that naivete all throughout too, where mm -hmm. he's like, well, it was like he was accidentally condescending to homeless people. <laughs> oh yeah. Just like, he he just wanders. And he's like, oh, people probably think we're the same. Yeah, he was because you are. His, Neither his, one of you are wearing shoes, and you're both sleeping in the park right now. You're the same, <laughs> Danny. Netflix, Danny. Yeah, that. Was, yeah, you're like, oh, that was awful. He, and then, and then, and then the guy dies, and he's just like, oh, I better go take control of my company now. <laughs> I don't have any homeless friends to hang out with anymore. <laughs> Maybe. And that's maybe a little much, but <laughs> I didn't think he did. like he didn't, he didn't really mourn this guy at all. No. Like he had this connection with this guy, sort of not a good connection, but like this guy, like this guy fed him. He gave him food. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Danny, like, it was like, well, this is part of my backstory now. <laughs> <laughs> he was super condescending. That one line rubbed me the wrong way right away. I was like, you like laughing yeah. at this guy because yeah. you're like, oh, you think I'm like you? No, yeah, yeah. no, no. Oh. oh, we're the same. I don't wear <laughs> shoes and I'm homeless, but uh, I'm not you. Yeah, no, I have an iPod, even though you have a real phone. Yeah, you have an iPhone from probably this year. <laughs> yeah. I have an iPod that somehow has managed to hold charge for 15 years. Yeah, and and all of the data, like those uh -huh. songs wouldn't be totally corrupted and wouldn't work. Yeah. And how, yeah, I don't know. God, I said I wasn't going to pick this. How do you, how do you, how do you charge things in a mystical dimension? That's Come what on. I was wondering. 
the Iron Fist, maybe? I don't know. He didn't know he could heal with it, so <laughs> he just holds he just folds the fist up like to a to a mini USB. <laughs> or oh I guess it would be it would be the really janky old uh, seven pins or whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> That's a charge sound. He just fists it. He just fists everything. That's how he that's how he handles things in, in the New York of the Marvel universe. You like where aliens just drop things in the middle of the New York? He just fists it. He fists everything. Yeah. He just fists everything. Hey, 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 watch out, Joy Meacham. <laughs> Here comes the Iron Fist in your New York building. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> that devolved. Wow. Rapidly. I'm just, <laughs> just going to let you go. Mel's not even here. Mel's not even here. Woof. <laughs> Normally, yeah, she she almost diffuses by uh, maybe it's deflection. She she takes some yeah, of yeah. the uh, the the crazy and like it's spread around. Yeah, yeah right yeah. now apparently it's it's you. <laughs> yes. It's all me right now. The fists. Uh, um. What 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 else did we like? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have one more. I have one more disappointment, other than the entire oh. last episode. One thing, I was kind of disappointed, and this isn't. This is maybe more promotional fault, fault of the promotion, but because I had read that article that RZA was directing an episode, and that early hip hop was going to play a big role in the show, because that's what the article said. That hip hop music was going to play a big role in the show itself. Well, stranger things have been said because it was like totally ripping off a stranger it really was. things there was theme. That, the 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 arpeggio, the arp. Yeah, it definitely was. But I was like, well, wasn't it like the opening theme was kind of Stranger uh-huh. Things synthy, right? That's the problem. Like that, and I don't have a problem with that. That was great music, but yeah, not hip hop. Really? No. I mean, like he occasionally listens to hip hop, which also it wouldn't have been early '90s hip hop. Which I maybe I misread the article, but that's what I was led to believe. It would have been early yeah. 2000s hip hop, which is a way different thing. Um, right, right. It was like coming out of that whole Vanilla Ice, MC Hammer thing. Like that's when rap started getting real again, uh-huh. um, and less gimmicky. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where that was coming from, but whatever. So I was a little disappointed in that. Mm, yeah, good point. The score wasn't bad. No, sometimes it was very, very Stranger Things, very synthy, which is, which, you know, I'm fine with, but it wasn't, but it also wasn't consistent. And yeah, this show, every Marvel Netflix series has had, it's a very unique and definite style onto itself. Um, Daredevil a little less so, but it still kind of does. But Jessica Jones and Luke Cage both had, very def- right definable visual style and tone and music um yeah like you could and even- lighting would change and color would change uh-huh. based on what was happening yeah and yeah. like you could say jessica jones was like the you know the a detective film noir type story something like the private eye um and luke cage was like the black exploitation um 70s uh 70s uh action type thing and what was Iron Fist? Like, 
That, that wasn't <laughs> it was kung supposed fu. to be a kung, kung fu, fu movie, but it wasn't. No. Rizzo was trying to make a kung fu movie, but yeah, 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 that was as close as we got. I mean, I guess maybe if they were going for an '80s American action movie, you've got drugged up corporate guys, and I don't know, but they didn't. <laughs> if that's what they were after, they didn't commit to that either. Um, and it's okay to do like something that it's a, its own thing, but it just didn't feel like it committed to any certain one element. Yeah. We had multiple bad guys. Like the hand wasn't bad enough on their own. We had to have two hands. And then <laughs> if those two weren't bad enough, then we had to have Harold Meacham. Harold. who was kind of like, he was kind of like Solomon Grundy. Like, like dude was a zombie that just got progressively more bizarre and more violent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel like this thing got maligned because like Netflix just kept improving and then this one dropped off and I, some like, I get kind of conspiratorial about this one because I'm like, did they do that on purpose so that defenders will look awesome? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like if we're going to fail, we can't have our version of the Avengers be the one that's the bad one. So what if iron fists not as good as the other ones? Because, I mean, all we need is we need to have an Iron Fist uh, series so that we can have the Defenders. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't have to have – it doesn't have to be as good as the other ones. People are still going to come because everybody's loved Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. That's like three out of four is not bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very (laughs) interesting point because, like, the Marvel movies, I don't know if, you know, we're past this point now or if maybe people – you know, just think there hasn't been a bad one yet. Although people gripe about specifically Iron Man two a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I gripe about Avengers two a lot, but, uh, for a long time, a it's, lot, actually oh. a lot of people do. A lot of people actually do because it was kind of hodgepodgey and mm-hmm. yeah. And for a long time, like every time a new movie come up, be like, is this the one that's going to sink Marvel? Is this going to be the one that this is, is this going to be the bad one? And, right. uh, you know, I could see maybe them anticipating something that like that with the series. And yeah, you have a very interesting point. Um, I mean, Netflix is definitely like playing their own game. You know, like they're, they're, they're uh, not really beholden to any, anyone's rules so they can do what they want. And if that's what they think will benefit them in the long run, I could see it could as be a possibility. Playing the long game. Uh-huh. Right. And doing something, I mean, they're working on a Punisher series now, so right, like doing something like this, where like they're different series, but they're kind of not like you know, um, yeah. I could see them, yeah. Well, I mean, like in in that mindset, like I, I will start to rationalize things. It's like, well, this first season doesn't have to be any good if Iron Fist is interesting in the defenders Mm -hmm. if he's interesting in the defenders and people clamor for more then we can have a season two Mm -hmm. and we can do all the things we wanted to do which there's some pretty cool stuff like hinted at in the series Mm -hmm. that we we like uh they show that world war ii footage of basically a proper iron fist doing proper iron fist stuff with a full-on costume and everything with two fists with two fists yeah Yeah. exactly like like that's what i thought we were gonna get maybe by the end of this first season is an Mm -hmm. iron fist that could use both (laughs) it's not just iron fist it's like he is the Iron Fist, so mm-hmm. he can use his whole body as a weapon, not just one glowing hand. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I wrote down a couple of things that I did like, Uh um, and we already talked about Ward Meacham, which I think was the standout character and the standout actor of the whole, of the whole crew. I think Harold Meacham did an all right job, but he had such a bizarre, uh, Mm. he had bizarre lines. He had, he had a bizarre character. So, uh, you know, like who, who were you going to get that was going to sell that? And I could, I could even see pretty well. I could even see people saying they didn't think he was. Uh, acting well, but I mean, I thought it was fine. Like, like I said, I did yeah. chuckle at it, but it seemed appropriate. He was demented, so yeah, right, right, exactly. And then Madame Gao, I mean, like that that gal, I mean, she's playing basically a stereotype, but she's playing it better than anyone could ever expect her to play it. Yeah, you know? like she's basically a dragon lady, and but I mean, like she just owns the scene when she walks into a room. You are watching her. Yeah, it's yeah. been that it's been that way since Daredevil season one. So, like, she's still nailing it. Um, and then I put down uh, Colin Colleen Wing in the first half. Like, mm-hmm. like up until we find out that she's—I mean, this is a huge spoiler—but up until we find out that she's part of the the hand, the second hand, uh, <laughs> she's the second hand wing, <laughs> the kind you could find at a second hand store. I don't know. Um, she she was really compelling and she was the mm-hmm. by far the best martial artist at first you know like the the first half of the series for sure um yeah like of the cage fight scenes were interesting oh, yeah. she, was she was an interesting character yeah i thought she was super interesting and the big twist kind of undermines yeah a little bit of what seemed interesting about her and kind of calls into question everything that we learned about her mm-hmm. like if she was in line with the hand the whole time, what did she need to do cage fights for, or even start a dojo Yeah. other than it's a training camp. It's like a launching pad for Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then, then the other thing, which we already talked about was basically the watchability, the bingeability of the series. I mean, I can't deny that I, I flew through it. Mm -hmm. It was easy to watch, even if it was popcorn brain candy. You know, yeah, I I enjoyed it. So I think what this suffers for, uh, this suffers from score creep, uh, which is a a term in slam poetry where, as the night goes on, you get higher and higher scores. So mm-hmm. you've got Daredevil that got a pretty good score. Everybody was like, "Oh wow, this is way better than the Affleck movie." Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know I mean, like that was a low bar to hurdle. And then then it was like, "Well, I wonder what the next thing's going to be." So Jessica Jones was like, "Whoa." A lot of people didn't even know what Jessica Jones was, so they were like, "Oh wow, this is really well written." Well, yeah, we had we adhered pretty heavily to the original uh, the original stuff with a few a few deviations for the sta- for the sake of television storytelling, and then and then uh, Daredevil just doubled down on what was good about the first season, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then Luke Luke Cage showed us something. You know, I mean, like it just kept getting better. We we suffered from score creep. We our ex, our expectations as the viewer were inflated to a degree where we we were never going to be happy with this. And then there was the social justice warrior element of things yeah. that was already going to make us feel bad. And then the the critics came out and and told us it was bad. And so all these things just stacked up. I don't think it's as bad as Arrow season three. Yeah, no, I agree. And you're exactly right with the score creep because that's it's it. Not as good as the other Marvel Netflix series. Better than a lot of other TV series. 
And when it yeah, comes down yeah. to it, it's still, still a really TV good show, TV show. Yeah. And yeah, I'd say it's better than several other shows. Um, yeah. I didn't expect to come out defending this thing, but I've just gotten so tired of hearing people that did not watch the whole thing say how bad it was that I'm like, no, come on, listen. Like, I watched all of the lo- of Lost. I mean, this is at least as coherent as that. <laughs> Controversy. Uh, yeah, I, they didn't even know. Hot take. This is at least, this makes at least as much sense as Lost. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if that's glowing praise, but come on. <laughs> um it was consistent and followable. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll still have I mean, if Melanie wants to continue watching it, I'll still have her finish the series. I'm sure she's she seemed Melanie's reaction to it's been kind of interesting. Not super thrilled, but she hasn't been um like slamming it as we've been watching it and mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's a good sign, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so my impression of what she thinks at, at the point which we're at on her viewing, anyway, is I guess a little like yeah, give or take. Like you know, are you okay. are you at the peak? I'm, uh, for me, the peak was uh, episode six and seven. Like it was getting increasingly better at that point. The the next episode, the episode she has next is where you get. The hand twist where it starts with oh yeah that's where it started to go down where it kind of takes the season takes its turn like the second part yeah. of the season like yeah like we mentioned with the other series where it's a two-part season kind of and this was my other uh point of contention that i didn't get into which is well i mean i sort of got into but it's like danny can't handle <laughs> rejection or he can't handle being, being lied, lied to so badly that he just can't even kung fu anymore yeah yeah, yeah. that's i mean ultimately that's <laughs> i just can't even i just can't even anymore i just can't even that's his weakness or yeah being lied to a little or uh <laughs> right being if tired. i can't focus at all yeah 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 i'm just my my if i can't focus man that's it this fist is not gonna glow <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the stuff in the the mental institution when he got locked away. I thought that stuff was interesting. Right, um, right. There's some there's some like nuggets of good writing. It's just overall it didn't really come together and there's some nuggets of kind of bad writing. So, right, the good nuggets didn't ever lead to anything huge. Yeah. Like they didn't really ever pay out and then the bad ones were just so glaring. Yeah. I think it's funny. I think you ended up defending this show more than you expected going into this review or this discussion. <laughs> and I ended up trashing it more than I expected. Cause I thought, I thought we'd kind of have an interesting little clash of like, you were more, nah, you're like those reviewers, but no, you were more on the side of like, you know, no, nah, it's not, it's not that good. And I was like, Hey, it's kind of entertaining, but that's not really the way it worked out. We just kind of. Well, you know, that's the thing. I would concede that it's entertaining. I would I would also say entertaining does not equal good. That's true. Like, I think that's the thing we're running into in pop culture right now mm-hmm. is that we have people that will defend things that are not good, like Suicide Squad. That thing is not good. Will I concede that it's entertaining? I suppose. Yeah, but there's entertainment to be had. I wasn't thoroughly entertained, but I can I can concede that it could be entertaining and that you could have a good time watching that show. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, I mean, <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't have bothered with it in the first place. Yeah. 
But is it good? I stand my ground that that is not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would agree with you. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel on this one. This is not good. Uh, and, and I guess the thing that makes it worse is the potential that it had. It had a lot of potential. And I had high hopes. And that's my fault. That's not their fault. I mean, after Daredevil, the first season of Daredevil came out and um, kind of wowed a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say everybody, but really, no, there's always somebody who's like, not me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Right, right. I when, never thought that'd be good. When it came out and got praise and like it turned out to be pretty good, then looking at the lineup of characters they were they were going to do series for next... Iron Fist was kind of the one I was most excited for. I was like, yeah, yep. I want to see some Kung Fu action. That's what I want to see. Um, but it just didn't work out that way. It didn't work out. Well, it, it was it was kind of on the wish list of characters that you never thought you'd see mm-hmm. because he's not he's not like a Avenger. I don't I don't know if he's ever been in the Avengers, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think maybe later on he is. But uh, like you don't think Avengers when you think of Danny Rand and the Iron Fist. Um at least you didn't. And so it was like, oh my God, we're going to get an Iron Fist. That's incredible. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, we're going to get Heroes for Hire. And then I guess that becomes another point of, of disappointment for me is like, I don't see this Danny Rand and that uh, Luke Cage being friends at all. Yeah, that's one thing I was trying to picture. I was like, I don't, I can't see a team up between them. It doesn't they're like, make sense. They're like the ultimate buddy cops, you know, like they're the ultimate bromance comic book series. And I don't see them being friends at all. Yeah. Like what common ground are they going to have? Whatever. <laughs> and they don't even have that heroes for hire thing going where they're like, we really need to make some money. <laughs> You're like, no, Danny Rand, just bear bills. He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, this Danny Rand. You remember that you building know? you bought? that uh calling for Colleen. Yeah, yeah. yeah how about one of the other floors in that building <laughs> yeah uh, yeah let's let's just do that oh and somebody else's complaint that um about Colleen wing there was kind of complaints that her being there doesn't fix the whitewashing issue and this and that and then furthermore that in the comics i mean of course this is in the com well well actually in the comics, you know, and technically, as we push our glasses like, up, yeah. he's generally more associated with Misty Knight, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's something I less so than Luke Cage. I could not envision him being no, associated with no Misty way. Knight as she is in Luke Cage, right? Wow, so yeah. interesting. But yeah, you they're know, gonna have to take some shifts. So yeah, and this works. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see where they go with it because it's going to deviate from the comics. It has to. All right, come on, we're in. This is awesome. We're in the Grolic Studios. Look, it's a plate of Mel's Hot Biscuits. I've heard about those. Oh, my God, check it out. Jesse and Randy's Beard Oil. I didn't know you can buy that in buckets. Well, that Sam Club's membership is really paying off. Okay, let's get in their computer and drop this promo. Okay, let's do it. We're the Roman Pontycast, and in the future, we're sneaking a promo on the Grolic Show. <laughs> okay, no, no, okay, seriously. Go, go, go. Here we go. I'm Roman LeBeau. And I'm Rob Gast. And we're from the Roman Podcast. We're just two Canadian guys getting together once a week to put our own spin on weird stories and trending news. That's right. You can get our show every Wednesday night on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, the Laughable app, and of course, here on the EMC Podcast Network. 
Okay, I think this. I think we got it. Uh, put that in their show. Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. While I'm in their computer, I'm just going to update their comic book pull list for the next few months. What are you adding? Captain Canuck, of course. <laughs> nice. <laughs> No letters on our letters page. We'll have letters coming. I know we will. <laughs> but if you want to send us letters, you can email us at letters at uh with feedback. And this feels awkward because I'm looking up like the phone number as I'm doing this. <laughs> uh. For feedback, and if you want to say hi, you want to you maybe you thought Iron Fist was the best, and Danny Rand is a hero that you look up to, and Maybe you know, should- like I had a lot of people that did like it, so they're out there. You guys, like, let us know. I know you're out there. You're on my Twitter feed. I, there's potential for even the position of like rich, essential. I mean, he wasn't really the CEO, but essentially CEO who wants to do the right thing. But what Iron it- Man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you're Batman? Right. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. It's been done. Um, <laughs> Wait. Wait, it can be done well? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, the 1% can be a good hero. (laughs) If they're written well. Oh, man. Well, tell that to DC. Get their movie people writing a good Batman. That's fair. (laughs) Um Oh no, I've fallen into just general DC. Man, we didn't we, yeah, we didn't even get into that. Like we could go on a tirade of uh of what's what's coming up in the summer that we are and are not ready for. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Whew. That yeah. that's a whole that could be a whole nother show. There's a lot of summer coming, so yeah. Yeah, maybe that will be better. Maybe that's maybe that's next month, huh? Yeah, it's not a bad idea, actually. It's a pretty good idea. It'll be a little closer to the movies coming out and stuff, so that'd be a good discussion for then. One for of sure. them will have already come out, probably. Uh, we've got uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy will be that first weekend in May. Oh, yeah. So. I'm expecting to enjoy that. I am too, but I'm also cautiously optimistic on that because sophomore slump is a real thing. That's true. It's a good point. That's a good point. If you want to talk to us or leave a voice message about sophomore slump, uh, call our Google voice number at 559-426-6427 or 559-4-COMICS and you can uh, leave us a message. We'll play it on the show. Just don't, uh, don't cuss at us too much. Yeah. Well, we'll even talk about the freshman 15 if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Or did juniors have, did juniors have anything other than a junior whopper junior, the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, what's his name? Yeah. That one. DeVito. Yeah. And twins and twins. Well, like that wasn't confusing. Yeah. (laughs) They were sequels. They were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us know. This has been Randy. People probably think we're the Grolics. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're Grolics. We suck. Thank you for listening to the Grolics Podcast. The Grolics Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. 
For more Grawlix Podcasts, check out GrawlixPodcast.com. Also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube, ElectronicMediaCollective.com, Facebook.com slash Grawlix Podcast, Twitter.com slash Grawlix Podcast, all the dot com slash all the Grawlix Podcast. I was trying to find an Iron Fist quote, but there's none on IMDb. Oh no! Yeah, not even not even from Night Nurse, who should have her own uh, her own series. Oh man, so she's she the big thread, like... right? She's the big thread on these. Yeah, really. yeah, really. It's it's her series, and I find her uh, she could be cheesy, but I find her very enjoyable, and I like uh, Rosario Dawson. Yes, I, I like her too. I, yeah, I like her very much. So. Um, I'm always thrilled when she pops up in these things. And she's a smaller role in Jessica Jones, but otherwise a fairly sizable role, particularly in these last two series, um, Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist, like a major character role. Oh, yeah. She was maybe, I don't know. She was more major in Luke, probably. but Yeah, because I, I would say only because barely. she became a love interest, but otherwise, right. you know, she was in the series... As much, maybe even a little less than she was in Iron Fist. It's hard to say, but uh, yeah, yeah.